welcome. This is exciting. This is one of our, um, uh, how do I put it? One of our most, well, probably one of our more well-known guests inside of the speaking community. Um, I'm going to give her hopefully an uh, introduction that is of deserving of her success. Um, and we've had some really great people in our podcast, like Kirk Ashley and uh, the Mojo Master and a few other people and some other phenomenal guests. But this amazing human created a company, I Love Real Estate, or a community, I Love Real Estate. She's got her own podcast. Um, she's got a following of close to 130 or 140,000 that I could see, which is phenomenal. Her own personal following um, is up around the 12, 13,000. Now, obviously, it's not all about the numbers. It's also about depth. And I know you've created phenomenal depth. Um, it's Divna Boholt, everyone. So welcome, Divna. I appreciate you jumping on. Um, it's actually exciting because I've got clients I work with around Mindset from Melbourne, and they're actually members and paid members in your community and have used your strategies. Very good. And so they created five or six properties. They've been regularly flipping from them for the last two years that mm -hmm. we've been working together. So I've personally seen the level of wealth and success they've created. So thank you very much for creating uh, the opportunity for us to chat today. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> awesome. So um, as you know, this is the Anxiety Hour podcast. And before we go into some of the mindset stuff that you're seeing in around the market these days, investing, what you help people overcome, I'd love to hear your background story. Okay. Well, I grew up in central Queensland in a, on a cattle property, so I'm a girl from the bush. Um, and uh, from a mindset perspective, not a particularly wealthy environment or a wealthy attitudinal family or anything like that. Went overseas uh, for a year after schooling, got good grades. Um, then uh, that was kind of my escape. <laughs> then I went to university down in Canberra. I did economics and accounting. From there, I went into chartered accounting uh, with Coopers and Librand, and then um, I got headhunted, and I went out into um, into private enterprise. And I was basically financial controller of a lot of different organisations, middle-sized companies that were, weren't weren't doing particularly well. Was typically what I would go into, uh, turn them around back to profitability, train somebody else to come in behind me and take over my position, and then I'd go on to the next contract. And that was my early part of the career, which I absolutely loved. I I loved the challenge I love the turning the business around and all of those things so um, you know that worked that worked really well for me personally but of course in that period of time I was also married and that fell apart and I uh, I ended up in my 30s with a baby in arms pregnant divorced and a grand total of forty thousand dollars in my back pocket I thought oh god what the hell am I going to do now and it's kind of you're looking back you go well where did all the money go because I earned a lot of money in those early years and you know you you spend it on rubbish you spend it on your on your ex-husband, you spend on all sorts of things, but it's all a learning curve and it's what makes you what you are today, no matter what you've gone through. So um, I was in survival mode from there. I then went into, I decided not to go into to corporate work because I was all over the country. I was, you know, on mine sites. I was in manufacturing plants. I was, you know, knee deep in mud one day and sitting in a, in a boardroom the next. So I then went to, uh, I'd set up my own accountancy practice. And I, I flipped a coin because I, I was then living in New South Wales and I flipped a coin and said, okay, I'm going to move back to Queensland. Should I go to the Gold Coast or should I come to the Sunshine Coast? And the Sunshine Coast won. So I literally... Oh, it should. So it should. <laughs> well, I literally, to set up my business, you can imagine me eight months pregnant, looking revolting, 
um, walking around businesses on the Sunshine Coast going, hey, it's Dipna here. I'm setting up a new accountancy practice. If you ever want a second opinion on anything, come see me, da, da, da. Well, I tell you what, my business grew. <laughs> so I had all of these, all of these, um, these, these clients come to see me, and that's really where I started the practice from. So from there, it was very much about building the business. But it got to a point where the kids were in daycare. Um, I was working 40 to 60 hours a week building this business and this accountancy practice. And I remember I'd made my $40,000 stretch. So I'd bought a two bedroom fibro shack with an asbestos roof that leaked when it rained in Budrum. And that's where I lived. And a 74 square meter office down in Marichidor. And that's where I ran the accountancy practice from. But, you know, I was making ends meet, but it really wasn't, it wasn't really living. And I remember sitting in my office one afternoon, looking at the sunset and going, I don't want this for the rest of my life. It was that moment. You'd think divorce would be a big enough trigger, but it really wasn't. It was that moment by myself in the quiet, looking at this beautiful sunset, checking the time, because if you don't pick up your, your kids by six o'clock, they charge you a dollar a minute per child for that. So um, I'm going, well, stop whinging about what you don't want. What do you want? You know, that was a massive, massive turning point for me because when I really started to think about what I really wanted, it took me, it took me about three weeks to come up with, with what was the, the essence of it. What is the core? What do you want? Because it wasn't money. It wasn't a big house. It wasn't a different car. It wasn't any of those things. It was time. I wanted time with my kids while they were little, not my grandkids in 20 or 30 years time. But the thing is with, with time, of course, in an accountancy practice or in a job or any of those things, I was trading my time for money. And, uh, you know, there's a limited amount of resource there that you've got to trade. So I thought, well, I've got to get into something that I don't have to trade my time for. And I looked at, I, you know, I'm a bit of an analyst. So I looked at things very logically and I'm going, well, look, I'm already in a business. I could start another business, but that's another, you know, 80 hours a week I'd have to be putting in, et cetera, et cetera. At one stage, I'd been a financial controller of a stockbroking firm and um, I knew my way around shares, but I thought they just don't do it for me. They really don't. And it, I knew what it took to build that up and whatever. I'm going, no, property's got to be it. And then I started looking at properties. Now, of course, being trained um, accountant, economist, um, I was a certified financial planner at the time. Everything you are taught is around negative gearing. And that means you buy a property and when you add up all the expenses, then bigger than the rent that comes in. So it's losing money. You're buying a losing business effectively. Hopefully you're waiting, you know, that it's going to go up in value down the track. But the reality is I couldn't afford that negative cash flow. So for me, it was like, well, can I buy a property that maybe isn't negative? Can I buy a property that actually makes me money? And then I went in, into a whole analytical mode. You know, my accountancy hat came on and go, what have I got to do? What kind of characteristics? And I, I had, you know, spreadsheets coming out the wazoo. And I, I came up with a plan. I thought, well, it's actually not that hard. You know, if I keep accumulating the right types of properties with the right types of cash flow, maybe I'll be able to take a day off a week. And that was my start. Maybe I can take a day off a week and, you know, spend a day with the kids. And of course, in the next 18 months from that day, when I sat there looking at the sunset, it only took me 18 months to actually totally replace my accountancy income that I was previously working 40 to 60 hours a week for. And it, you know, it was, life was hard. It wasn't easy. 
and with with passive real estate income. So then it was like, well, I could actually take the whole week off. I don't even have to work if I don't want to. I didn't sell practice at that stage. I, you know, I kept working. I kept doing what I was doing, but it is the pressure. And if my kids said, can you come to read aloud um, or can you come to the sports day? I could actually for once say, yeah, sure. When is it on? And, and I could be there as a mum. And that's what changed my life. It was time. Accidentally, I became a millionaire and then, you know, continuing the process, a multimillionaire. But um, it was just, it was, it was time. That's what I wanted because when you, when you make a change in your life, it's all very well to have a goal. I want this, I want that, I want whatever. But unless it really resonates at your soul level, um, it, it's, it's just another thing. It's another chore that you're doing. So when I got to the essence of, of what I wanted really truly at a soul level and it was time and then, then the mechanism was real estate to get it, um, it was in line with my value system. It was in line with my passion. It was in line with my knowledge. It was in line with all of those things. Now, I'm not saying I didn't make any mistakes. <laughs> I did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you learn from those mistakes as well. And, you know, that, that, was, the, that was the trigger for me. And, and it was time. It was, it was a mechanism to get time with my kids. Now, my kids are big now. And I still haven't got any grandchildren, but <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> Do you want, are you ready for grandchildren? <laughs> oh, when they're ready, I'll be ready. <laughs> I, um, my, I don't want any surprise grandchildren, put it that way. <laughs> my, um, my mother, and this is a bit off topic, but she is one of the traditional grandmothers. We got nine or 10, mm -hmm. we got nine or 10 grandkids. So she's the one with the, the old photo album, the brag book. Oh, <laughs> I don't imagine you walking around with yeah. a brag book. <laughs> I take wow. Obviously, there's a lot more to this, and I appreciate you giving what you gave. Then, like I wrote down so much of what we teach in relation to mindset. Like you talk about value alignment. You've talked about um, what makes your soul light up, essence. Just already, like if people aren't haven't got their pen and paper out just in this is my story and how I share it which you probably shared it over and over again um yeah like wow there's so many good words there. and the fact that 18 months in the scheme of life is not a lot isn't a lot of time yeah. and yeah. and I guess this is my next question and it's everything to do with around a lot of the anxieties you must see COVID like the stress of investing what do I do next where do I go like what do, like how do you simplify it so people understand what needs to happen? I think that's something that I've been doing for a very long time um, because I've actually held my own tax agent's license and you know public uh, practitioner's license since 1985. So I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and when whether you're talking to one person individually or whether you're talking to a thousand people, the the, the message is the same. And, um, you know, you, what I say in, in my field, in real estate, if you want to do it, if, if real estate is your vehicle, all you need is grade five maths. You don't need to be a mathematician. You need to know how to use a calculator and uh, the rest can be learned. It's not, it's, not, it's not rocket science, but there's a lot to learn. And it's just taking that first step. So for anyone who's, who's starting out, you know, if they've got any um, 
insecurities about whether they can do it or or whether it's possible or all of those things. A lot of people look at me, oh, yeah, but you're an accountant, you're an economist, you know, whatever. You know, that was actually a disadvantage to me because everything that I'd ever been taught in the formal training that I'd done, I really had to unlearn because all of the formal training was have a job, have a business, put a little bit into shares, put a little bit into, into property, go buy a negatively geared investment property so you don't have to pay as much tax, you know, continue to do that, build it up, put some money into super. By the time you get to 60, 65, hopefully, cross your fingers, you know, you'll have enough. And uh, if you live past 80, well, too bad, you run out of money, you know, and that's the model and it's wrong. <laughs> and you can have all the spreadsheets in the world to go, uh, you know, this is how this is how it's all going to pan out, and you know, this is what you can be, this is where you'll be, and but it's it's wrong, it's soulless, it's soulless, and you're relying so much on other people. Now, I'm a little bit of a control freak, I've got to admit. I like to control my own destiny, yeah. uh, my own money, and my own future. And I think I think that's a very good message for everybody. You've actually got to step up and take control yourself. Um, now, real estate, I think, is one of the easiest vehicles to, to attain your desired outcome with. It's tangible, it's learnable, you know, it's malleable, but there's a lot to learn because there's a lot of rubbish out there too. Just buying a piece of real estate is not going to help you. And it's, it's really about, and this comes back, I guess, to my, my formal training, the business plan, the strategic business plan. So when we're talking, how do you move forward? You've got to start wherever you're at. And, and financially, there's, okay, there's a set of circumstances. That's where you're at. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's where it is. You got there with the knowledge that you have at this point. All of your decisions have got you to that point. Now, if there's a gap between where you are now financially and where you want to be, there's a, there's a, there's a gap that needs to be bridged. And your knowledge to date has got you to this point. So you obviously need more knowledge. You need more strategy. You need more mechanisms, more process to get you to where you want to be. Now, that's actually the easy part from my perspective, because as I said, I've been doing this a very long time. So a set of circumstances, the, the person has to have the peg in the sand, I call it. What's your peg in the sand? Where do you want to be? What do you want to make happen? You know, what is that thing? And when you're, when you're going for that, and I ask people this all the time. Oh, I want to be financially free. What the hell's financially free? You know, you've got to go down. You've got to go much, much deeper than that because it's not, you know, what is what is financial freedom to you? Now, I'm a little bit alternate. So quite often I'll take my, my students through a bit of a meditation. I go, oh, some boys are like, whoa, what are you doing to me here? I'm not going to close my eyes. Um, and, uh, and it's just a, a straight out visualization of, okay, let's go forward five years. Waking up in the morning, you know, what's your circumstances? Where, what does your bedroom look like? You know, who's in the bedroom with you? Um, go down into your kitchen. What's in your fridge? What's in your office? What's in your garage? Go outside, take a look at where you're living. What is it? Where is it? All of these things. And just get a concept of where your heart desires, what that actually is for you. And we need to get out of ego. Because most people's answers when you're talking to someone or when you're, you know, you're doing a seminar or something like that, most people's answers are at an ego level. They're right up here at ego. And that's never going to work. 
you know, they say things because that's what somebody else said or they, they think that's what I want to hear or whatever else. You've got to go much, much deeper than that because it's got to resonate here. It's got to resonate in your heart. And if that doesn't happen, then the, the, the bridge between the two, no matter how much knowledge you have, is never going to happen because, because it's not really what you want. It's just ego talking, you know, that Maserati, that Learjet, that whatever, and they're sitting there with five cents to rub together. You know, the gap is, is not there. That's ego. Let's get out of that and let's get right down to things because when you can get to that soul level, that heart level, then you can start assessing, so what's holding you back emotionally? I know what it is educationally, easy fix. We can fix that. Put you with the right people, you know, with the right connections, the right content, all that kind of stuff. And it's a process to get from there to there. It's a process. But in the middle, there are decisions which you may well be sabotaging yourself with because of the emotional connection there. So that's where we have to actually work with that as well. It's not just the, you know, the how to, the, the logistics, the analytics. It's, it's getting the person um, ready, deserving, that they feel that they're actually deserving of that life and, and in, a, in a position where they're raw and their goal is raw and you can feel the heaviness you can feel it in your heart you can you know you can feel that 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 is it and it's and for a lot of people when you can get them to that that point it's not the big numbers it's not this is it, it's it's a simple simple life of ease of flow of connection of having enough money to go on holiday anytime you want to go on one driving around in a decent car having a nice home that doesn't have a debt on it um, you know, being able to do a bit of volunteering, take three months and go and volunteer somewhere. That's the stuff that actually really matters. The, you know, the, the, the big ego stuff, I don't resonate very well with personally. Um, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they, um, they resonate with the, the, the big egos and that's how, they, that's how they do what they do. I don't. Um, but when you get to the soul, that's lasting because the other stuff it'll just be chase the next thing chase the next thing chase the next thing it's got to be at a heart level hey, if anyone's watching this because we'll put this on our youtube channel and our podcast channel i'm just nodding <laughs> one thing um one thing uh, and obviously this is about the great content you're putting out there but what i resonate with with the people that we work with a lot of directors ceos plus mentoring coaches and the, the qualification we do is every decision has, there's an emotion attached to it. So actually emotional intelligence is where it starts. So, yeah. but, but things like reducing polarity to create good decisions, but also to then using whatever it might be, if you're angry at your circumstance, what are the benefits of anger and what is it teaching you? And what's that negative feedback? Like, yeah. how, like I th this is phenomenal because I don't hear a lot of people talking about emotional intelligence in relation to, that's Money. the first step. We do it every day. <laughs> I work personally with Kurik. You work with Kurik, and 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 like, and you're talking about what do you want? Like, don't give me that stuff. Like, what do you want? What lights you up? Mm. This is it. I'm a bit gobsmacked to be honest. <laughs> this is exactly where it needs to go. Like, so thank you for giving that. Like that. That's awesome. So um, there's, there's I, the two go hand in hand. A lot of people are attracted to me because. They want to be a millionaire. They want to be a multimillionaire. They want to build, you know, uh, developing. They want to do commercial. They want to do all of these things. 
and you know and that's great that's great there's logistics i'll teach you how to do all that. i can take you as far as you want to go you want to go as big as you want to go i can take you there but the thing that's actually holding them back um we need to work with that at the same time because if you don't have the emotional growth along with you won't get the financial growth they have to go in tandem and you know you you've got to actually have that 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 emotional growth and you know the the little voice inside that at night says you can't do this or um, you don't deserve it or whatever. And even those voices don't have to be loud. They can be at a subconscious level and they stem from, and I was actually talking about this to, to my students last night, you know, your, your emotional um, intelligence and uh, your perception of you and how you fit into the world is locked and loaded by the age of seven. And it's all of this stuff that comes up um, from childhood and it's you know your four-year-old your six-year-old is the one making a decision on a three million dollar project you know but that's what it is because you've got that 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 emotional attachment that has to be worked on and if that's not the three million dollar project is going to go very well south um, whereas the deal could be great but your decisions turn it into not so great i think when one thing when we do deal a lot with labels and um addiction and dv and all sorts of stuff and i'm like right now i'm speaking to a six-year-old is what we help them become aware so gee it's and it's cool i think people are oh, it's easy because you've got this it's easy because you've got that no it's the same thing anger is anger is frustration is frustration and simple stuff like trauma's opportunity like trigger let's work on it there's the gift mm. and let's move forward and i it sounds like you intuitively you can identify all this stuff it just makes sense to some, but not to everyone. So like- It has to go together. Yeah. And I think if you're working at a, um, at a truth level, you're not, you know, you're not just selling a boot camp or whatever else, but you're working at a truth level um, and you, you know, you're working to grow people, um, then it, it has to be, it has to be both. It can't just be one or the other, it has to be both because your decisions will be clouded by um, your level of emotional intelligence. Uh, the logistics, you know, everybody thinks that they're, for me, it's easy and I'll teach it to you so that you can lay it out. And there is process, you know, if you're gonna do a subdivision, this is what you do. This is who you talk to. This is what the parameters are. These are the mathematical calculations. This is a spreadsheet. This is how you do, how you find where you should be doing it. I mean, that's all stuff that I've I patented. So I've got a patented uh, trademark because it, there is a process to that. And it's, it's, it's stuff that I've, you know, I've been working on for years and years and years, but it'll tell you directly where you need to be investing to make the most money out of manufactured growth. Then the feasibility studies that we give everybody like which property is gonna do this, what strategy or this, that's all logistics. But getting to the point where they actually do that that's head stuff you know and that has to be done at the same time as learning how to do a whatever so there's, there's a lot of guidelines in there and, and you know it, it's 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 logistics that's what it is it's it's the other thing that happened to myself back in 2015 was i thought it'd be a really good opportunity to have an affair with a client we had a pretty busy student and ultimately i lost well i a property at the time I built in a Villawood estate. I didn't want to buy our property. I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't ready. Um, so so we'll buy here. And then we had hundred percent growth in three to five years in Point Cook. Now Point Cook, like the highest 
two income home per capita. I had a waiting list of clients. To me, I was making good money, multiple six figures and that next $200,000 mortgage. And, but I just thought I'd destroy it. So emotionally, I was so not ready because we were sitting on seven or eight hundred thousand dollars in a house, which is Ooh. I didn't realize, and I just blew it up. Mm. Like, do you find that that's a, you're running into a lot of people that potentially have been through divorce and now like been through a level of pain, and that's why they're in front of you? Um, I've got to say yes, but not not necessarily everybody, and not not even necessarily. Oh, I wouldn't say the majority, but the majority probably are. They've been through something in life. Mm-hmm. But I've also got uh, a lot of a lot of kids. You know, I've got twenty year olds. I've got twenty five year olds who who their parents are going. You know, their parents are my students, and um, you know they they see the success and the turnaround of their parents. So you know they want that as well. So I'm actually getting a lot of emotionally mature um, younger people coming through which is fantastic and see that that breaks the cycle so if I can help a a 40 year old a 30 year old a 50 year old a 60 year old um, that changes the the dynamics of the whole family because they the children see what is actually possible the children see the change in their parents and if I can get them when their kids are still young enough aka below seven it changes the whole um, it changes a whole generation and for generations to come. So as I get older, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of the younger ones coming through are far more emotionally intelligent than their parents and, you know, that have, that have come through. I'm actually writing a book at the moment, which I hope to have out by the end of the year. I mean, I've written, I don't know, nine, ten books or something or other, but this one is pretty close to my heart. Um, I mean, one of my books is Confessions of a Real Estate Millionaire. That is my story. That one's very close to my heart because it's it's what I did. Um, and every second chapter is my story and every second chapter is what I could have done, should have done in hindsight. Um, so, But it's a warts and all because I think you can learn just as much from somebody's mistakes as you can from their successes. So it's not all, you know, I'm wonderful. This is how it all panned out. There's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of pain. Um, and for me, writing it, it was actually very cathartic to actually go, I'm done. That's it. I'm finished with it, you know. Um, and I know a lot of people got a huge amount of benefit out of that particular book. A lot of the others are like tax books, asset protection books, and you know, all sorts of stuff, life journeys, etc. But the one I'm writing at the moment, which isn't out yet, um, is raising millionaires, and it's a book that is designed for the parent. It's not a children's book, but it's designed for the parent so that they can have the best. Um, emotional influence and obviously financial influence as well, but emotional influence on their their children because this stuff is not known and it's the parents who need to know it. The parents are those kids because they are locked and loaded by age seven. And, you know, I'm then dealing with a 40-year-old trying to undo what happened to them when they were four or six or whatever it might be. So, So if I can get to the parents, my hope is that it'll create enough of a legacy that the next generation and the generation after that won't have a lot of the emotional hang-ups that, for instance, my generation has had. So I hope to have it out by um, at least the end of the year. I'm probably 90% there. I'm actually going on a sailing trip shortly and um, I'm going to, I've 
committed. I'm going to write a certain amount of words per day and I'm going to finish it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, I, there's so much that resonates with that. Like I, I, the first thing I thought and I wrote it down here because of show notes and things like that, it was like your ripple effect of what you've been able to do is being passed down. So that's beautiful. My family, um, we've got a few car yards like eight hours from the Sunshine Coast and he's now got the children and the Mm. My dad's got the children now selling to their family and their family and yeah, just through good quality service and integrity and good advice and it's come back around. Is it? And, and they're very community minded. So and I imagine that community is a really high value for you. Absolutely. And that's why the I Love Real Estate community, um, I am so respectful of. I am I am humbled by um, and I'm encouraged by every single day because they are just a beautiful group of people who, who you know, will support you. We have such a, um, uh, Australia than the tall poppy syndrome gets me like there's no tomorrow. If anything ticks me off, it's that. Because a lot of our social problems come from financial insecurity. And that's the easiest thing to fix. But we have this thing that's been indoctrinated into our upbringing since colonization days, I feel, in the days of the convicts, is that we don't talk about money. You know, don't talk about money. Don't, you know, you don't ask how much money you made on that. Don't ask how much you earn, anything like that. No, that's, that's all taboo. But the reality is, if you don't know how much that strata title deal made or, or you know, what the figures behind that commercial deal are, how does it turn out to be $50,000 a year passive income? Where do you go? How do you know? How do you break through? How do you get that stuff for yourself? You can't. So the wonderful thing about the I Love Real Estate community is, and we've got a, a members only Facebook and members only forum and all of those other things. It's a, it's a safe place to actually go, look what I did. You know, I built this and I made 150 grand or whatever else. And you don't get all the trolls out there saying, oh, you didn't do this or whatever. You know, you get people who go, that's so cool. You know, congratulations or whatever. Or, you know, I really need a good town planner in Ballarat because I don't live there. Can anybody help me? And you'll have 30 people come on and go, oh, I've used this one, that one. It's a genuine, supportive community of like-minded individuals who are all going through their own stuff that are all on in that growth phase and that are all, you know, making stuff happen. When you're in a group of, of people who are motivated, who are achievers, you can't help but actually be drug along with that. And, you know, your, your energy level goes up, your, your emotional um, intelligence goes up, your expansion of what you can see. You know, we're a little bit of the doubting Thomases. Show me first and then I'll believe you. Mm -hmm. But when you see this person who might have been a single mum, I'll tell you an example, single mum earning 45 grand a year, bringing up two kids on her own for the last 20 odd years, um, goes out and replaces $71,000 worth of passive income. That is more than what she was earning working 40 hours a week. And, and it, it's, it's knowledge. But for the first year, she didn't do anything. She didn't buy a thing but she learned, she studied, but most importantly, she saw the relativity. She saw this person do that and get that result. She saw this person do that and get that result. And little by little, her perception of what she was able to do, what she was capable of doing changed. So her whole value system changed of what she could do and what was possible and where her life could be. Because before that, it was very narrow. You know, she's looking through a tunnel like this. And just that 
that expansion of the community and the support and the connections and, and the content or the knowledge of this is how you actually do it, you know, it changes lives. And that's what you need. It's not one, it's not this, it's just not one boot camp, it's not one ever, anything, it's all of those things. And if you're not in a constant state of growth, then guess what? You're in a state of dying. And I know which one I'd prefer. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, people use the word, I'm stuck, I'm stagnant. And I'm like, nothing in this anywhere is stagnant still. Like even when water stopped moving, algae grows. So you're either moving forward or you, we, um, it's either expanding the new or expanding the old. <laughs> which way are you expect? Yeah. So um, I think what I love, about what you just said. Well, I know what I love about what you just said. <laughs> um, when I first started this growth, have a guess which book I ran into. Not have a guess. Well, Grant Cardone, right? Like the 10X and things like that. And that opened some stuff up in me. But I don't necessarily agree with competition and domination, dominate and all that sort of stuff. What I really love about like some of the principles of nature, like we compete to lift everyone up. But even if you want to, what I hear about your community is you actually open up the creative space, which allows people to expand. Because if that competition in inside is going, it's very instinctive and like very um, like force, force. Like, and I love the fact you use flow. Like, what what year did you like? How long have you had this community growing? Like, how long has it been growing for consistently? Um, well, it depends what form you talk about. Because once I'd replaced my income um, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, everyone wanted to know how I did. All my clients wanted to know, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? What did you, what did you do? Exactly what did you do, et cetera. And then I started working with them. But then it got to a stage where, you know, people were waiting three months to come and see me, which was just ridiculous. And I'd be sitting there and I'd see, you know, four or five clients a day and, and I'd tell them the same thing. I'd for God's sake, can't you put you all in one room and say the same thing? And then I started to do that. And then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, we're here today. Um, but the community itself, the I Love Real Estate community, started in force in about 2006. Wow. That's like, um, I didn't really understand scale until two years ago. I was the guy, screw online programming. I know it all. I was so uncoachable and so unteachable when the PT space, I I, we created what I thought was success without Facebook, without website, just can I work with you? Can I work with you? Can I work with you? I really didn't understand scale, but you did. <laughs> like well, in 2006. <laughs> that's, 2006, yeah. That's phenomenal. Like you you understood scale before people and before it was really talked about, which is I guess um telling my age, you're telling everybody I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> If any, if no one's actually been in your presence and seen you, you do not. Your energy is awesome. Um, do you, all right. So, it, like, do you spend much time like on the beaches or like what do you do in your social recreation training? Fit like what do you what do you love to do? What does Dentna love to do when she's not doing this? All right. Um, first of all, I'll tell you why I continue to do what I do. Yep. I continue to do what I do because it matters. It matters and and I will never walk away from what I've created here because it it changes lives. Um, and there's always the next 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old that's coming on going, I need to change my life, you know. Um, how do I do that? How do I how do I have something different to what I've already got? 
and there is that gap. And when they're ready, um, there is nothing like I Love Real Estate in Australia. I don't think anywhere in the world, personally. Um, there is nothing that has the breadth and depth of training, not only from a mindset perspective, but also from a, you know, logistics, because it is all of the business planning. You know, you've got to learn business planning. You've got to have a two-year plan and all that kind of stuff, the, the logistics of how you do that. And then all of the strategies of everything in real estate, not just this one, that one, whatever, but every single strategy. And then you've got all of the taxation that you, you've got to get your head around that. And then, you know, it's about protecting that empire that you're building. So there's all the asset protection stuff that goes with it. There's the legals, there's the contracts, there's the, the way that you finance, all of those things. There's all of those logistical stuff, which is, you know, you don't have to be overwhelmed by that. You don't have to have, you don't have to know it all tomorrow, but as you grow, there is the, the ongoing consistent learning and, and, and training that is there to take you to the next step, take you to the next step, take you to the next step. So nobody's just one thing and you're done. And they don't pay any more for that either. You know, once you're, you're, a, you're a member, you're a member for, for, you know, as long as I continue to do this, and I can tell you I'm not stopping. Um, so it matters. And that is why I continue to do what I do. On the flip side of that, I don't do what I don't like doing. So there's a lot of stuff about, you know, what I, what I do that I don't like doing. And a lot of the, you know, you think I'm an accountant, I'd like doing accounts. I don't, <laughs> I never have. I was an accountant because I wanted to talk to people. Mm. Um, you know, so I'm probably very, very different there. So there's a lot of stuff I don't do. And that's why I've got a brilliant um, business partner down in, um, in Melbourne who runs the engine room. And he does all of that stuff that I don't like doing. I love, I love connecting with people. I love teaching them. I love growing them. You know, I grew up as a farmer. I'm still a farmer. I'm just a farmer of people now, not, not animals. Whereabouts in, whereabouts in central Queensland? I was born in Claremont. Oh, wow. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and, but I didn't, didn't spend a lot of time there. And I basically grew up in and around the Rockhampton region on properties all around there from Bigenden to Barrelabar to Banana to, you know, all over the place. Um, so <laughs> I'm a country kid. Yeah. Um, so it's too important to, to not have this vehicle available for people if they choose it. That's the first thing. So I've designed my life now um, because I can around what I like doing and what I don't like doing, I have people for that. Um, so on my farm, I'm still on a farm. I live on 54 acres. I am eight k's from the beach. I can see the beach out my window as I talk to you right now. I'm completely surrounded by rainforest. It is beautiful. I have nature everywhere. I can grow my organic vegetables. I can play in the garden. I can, you know, I can help somebody in whoop whoop somewhere or someone overseas the same as I can particularly the digital stuff now. Um, you know, I love doing what I'm doing at the moment. And I've got all these projects. I'm very creative. I like to paint. I like to, you know, I like to get my fingers dirty, you know, and potter. And I like to, to build things. And I've got a whole team of, of, of tradies who, who work for me. And we're building things. We're building we're building, you know, townhouses, we're building units, we're building a function centre. I look out my window right now, I'm in the process of actually moving out of my enormous home um, and I'm going to turn it into a wedding and function centre. So because wow. I've got this beautiful, beautiful place with a beautiful, beautiful energy, I have a massive rock that my house is attached to 
it is huge. It is the whole hill. It comes out over there. You go through the hill on the other side. It's on the other side of that as well. The energy here is amazing. I've crystal gridded the entire property uh, with Tibetan quartz. It is, it is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Our spiritual coaches are going to want to meet you in person. <laughs> 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 so, oh, I've got a crystal out there I can see, which you actually in my circular driveway. It weighs 180 kilos. It is a, it is a multi-generator. A yep. light comes under it at night and it beams up through this amazing quartz crystal. It is divine. It is divine. Anyway. Well, when your wedding function center is created, I don't think I'll ever get married again, but I hope I get invited to a wedding so I can see. I will have a launch. I'm still building at the moment. I'm building cabins and glamping tents and a toilet block at the moment. That's what I'm doing. But I love creating. I love doing that thing and having it having it there. And all my team have got a great pride in it. I mean, I've got concreters running around down there and they would do anything for me. You know, I've got I've got landscape gardeners, I've got I've got truckies, I've got, you know, all these people who who we are doing something. It means something. You yeah. know, we are creating something that has longevity and it's going to create a lot of joy for a lot of people. Ultimately, I will move out of my home and then people say, where are you going to live? You know, your beautiful home. It's too big for me now. I don't have any kids at home. They're all gone. Um, and so I've, uh, you know, I've, going to, I've got a place down in Alex. I'll move down there initially. But I've got another title out the front where I'm going to build my another home, which I say is going to be smaller. But then I go... I still want a gym. I still want my piano room. I still want my art room. Um, I still want my pool. I still want. Yeah, I'll tell <laughs> it you, that small, but it'll be a little bit smaller. That's a beautiful. Um, it's a just such like, and it is about joy, and it is about abundance, and it is about heart space. Like you can feel in how you're sharing it, um, and I can see why your community has grown to the level it has because when you give, you give like you like somebody asked me the other night the other day i was doing a a um a talk to the public which I've, I've got a little series going at the moment where on a saturday you can join me for eight hours and i talk about all sorts of things but the economy and all sorts of stuff and uh, one of the questions that came up towards the end he said how can you do this for eight hours like how can you remember all this stuff and i had to laugh because it's not about remembering you know, it's who I am. Mm. It's who I am. I love it. I I know it. Um, I I share it. It's I'm not having to remember anything. It's who I am. You know, and and I think when you can get to that space in whatever you do, whatever your field is, you know, whatever you you your, what makes your heart sing or whatever else, when you can get to that space, your life your life is one of flow it is one of joy because life doesn't have to be hard you know we we grow up with this whole thing about you work hard and you've got to do this and you get the grindstone and it doesn't have to be that way um but it does take some work to get to the position where you know things are in flow and when you're in flow everything's changes the 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 trees are brighter the flowers are brighter you walk down the street and you feel like you're in love with everybody it's just it's just a different thing. It's a different space. We, um, oh, oh, that was so good. But the, one thing about flow, which I absolutely love, so I've done, I, I love everything human behaviour. Just, oh, just lights me up. Like, just consistently going into everything human behaviour. Um, 
one thing I love about flow and what I would gather that you're not afraid, would it, is it true that you're okay with risk? I'm okay with calculated risk, yes. Yep. Cool. Calculated well, risk. It's it's well, when you make decisions based on knowledge. And yeah. if you do that, it should be within a 10% margin of you know the end result. So yes, but I'm 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 very comfortable with being uncomfortable. Another rather than risk. Thing. Another big clue. So and where I'm going to get to flow, I hope you identify that. Um and everyone listening, that one Dipna knows what makes her happy. Mm. And she chooses that because before a lot of stuff around adrenaline junkies and not that you're an adrenaline junkie by any means. I don't know if you like to jump out of planes or whatever, but when they talk about the flow zone, there's an element of happiness attached to it. And then they take the risk and then bang, they go into their zone. I really resonate with, because we do live events and even watching Keurig, you, you don't have notes prepared. It's like, you know, it, it, it just comes from within. So uh, I'm so happy with what we've been able to do the last six months personally because I'm starting to meet more people like uh, it's a different level but I get it and I, I think that um, knowing some of the stuff you've overcome early on and your ability to implement and show up there must have been days where you didn't feel like showing up I imagine especially in the early days um I don't think I had that luxury I had two kids to bring up on my own yeah um, so that luxury wasn't there for me. There was no showing up. I had to do it. Yep. I think the very first property that I bought was, you know, that was going to be in this process to replace my income. Um, there was a certain amount of fear attached with that. And I did analysis paralysis to like, there's no tomorrow. And I'd go to my peers, you know, lawyers, um, and, and other financial planners and stuff. I'd go, look, I want to buy this property. I can't, I cannot see why I shouldn't do it. Can you look at it? I must be missing something. And this particular property was like 20 grand passive income. I remember my lawyer, this is way back in the early stages, he looked at the figures and I'm like, yep, all works, yep, yep. He looked at me and he goes, you're going to have to pay tax. I'm going, yes, I'm going to have to pay tax. That means I'm making money. You know, it's, it's this whole shift where people buy things because so they don't have to pay as much tax, but in the process they're losing money. So it's like, well, if I went out and worked to earn another 20 grand, I'm still gonna have to pay tax on that. So this way I can earn it. I don't have to work for it. And I'm happy to pay the tax. You know, you still got 70 cents in every dollar if you yeah. structure it correctly. You're not going to go Probably broke making taxes, are you? <laughs> no, you don't go broke making money. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it really is a different mindset. We've got some people in our office here that follow books like Profit First and um, I've employed someone like you to handle the money because I've, for a, oh, sorry, I know you like to have control, but the push button pushing behind it mm. um, because I was focusing, I was just taking away from my focus. So I'm at, that's something probably, and leveraging your time. So I really heavily resonate um, with that. I'm, the question I ask everyone when I'm interviewing them is, who's your biggest inspiration? Like who do you like? Who do you? Who are the people that you look to, love to listen to, connect with that sort of stuff? You know, I've had many mentors over the years, um, and there's not one person I'd go that person changed my life. It's a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one, a little bit of something else. One man who was very instrumental um, in the early years, who is now dead. I actually saw him for his last, second last. Um, seminar that he ever held in Australia, well, his second last total is Wayne Dyer. Oh, 
gorgeous. Wait, 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 gorgeous. wait. There, he is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, he's one of my favourites. <laughs> Wayne Dyer was a very special soul. And, um, you know, I've, I've watched him for the last uh, 30, 20, 30 years, I don't know. And um, towards the end, you could see he wanted to see what was on the other side. He wanted to die. He wanted to, to, to you know, meet the creator, whatever. He wanted to be on the other side. Um, and he did that last tour. He did one in Brisbane. He did one in Melbourne. Um, I was at the one in Brisbane. And that was his, um, he died a fortnight later. Um, and I just, I just love the man. You know, I love his books. I love his early books. You can see how his early books had a little bit more ego than his latter books. Um, he's just a gorgeous, gorgeous man. Well, my favourite book is Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life and just everything to do with the Tao and his, his uh, interpretation. And I'm very auditory in how I listen. So I must have listened to his voice. Oh, I'd hate to think how many hundreds of hours. And every time it's a different message. You know, I mean, even Kurik's book, How Would Love Respond? And even though I'm hearing, you would have heard a lot of his same stories and his, his message and there's always something new. The other um, one that I particularly like that I actually have the original audio um, version. Uh, it was it was a recording. It wasn't a seminar. It was it was an audio recording that was recorded back in 1988. Wow! Now I've got the CDs in my car, which I'm going to have to change to something else very shortly. Um, but I I have them in my car, and that's the only thing that I play in my car. And God knows how many times I've heard them because they're just on repeat, repeat, repeat. Is Esther and Jerry Hicks? Ah, yes. Did you hear when they had the conversation, Wayne Dyer? And... Yes, yes, yeah. I got that book too, yes. <sighs> yes, that's awesome. So um, there's every time something else comes out of that, that uh, I go, yeah, okay. Um, and it's different, you know, and, and it's, it's you hear things differently because you're different at that space in time. And, I, gosh, I would have listened to that over 100 times, hundreds of times probably because it's just in my car. That's the only thing I have in my car when I'm driving. So, uh, well, that's Yeah, that's one thing I love about Audible and audio books because heading out to St George, Thargaminda to go and work with, we're sort of heading into that where we need to reach more people in what we're doing because I was one to one to one to one to one, just that old school mindset, but we've started yeah, get to... get pilot's licence. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, and the one thing I love, and we, this is the first time we've communicated face to face. And when I started to give you that one minute, this is what we're looking to create. I loved your first question, how are you going to fund it? And um, I am going to be sending you an email going, um, when can I buy you a coffee, lunch, anything <laughs> <laughs> to get an hour of your time? I'm sorry for my directness. I'm not known. I love it. I can tell you, but sometimes that accounting hat comes on going, okay, I need to know the logistics on this. <laughs> well, you know, it what longevity, it, it won't last. You know, you, you won't, it won't get off the ground and that all those fundamentals need to be in place as well. Yeah, so I'm, and kind of, I'm kind of this, this backwards and forwards. Can I tell you a little story? Please. I went, to a, um, I went to a spiritual retreat in America some years ago with a dear friend of mine and um, they had um, Stephen Farmer come to the, to the event and he's uh, Doreen Virtue's ex-husband and he's a shaman and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, we did this whole process of, coming to what is your spirit animal, okay? And we, you're coupled up with this other person. You go through this process. And, and in the process, I had the vision of the same 
spirit animal as the person I was working with. And it was very clear that that's what it was, okay? When I was working with her and then it would reverse around, she's now working on me. And I'm, I'm going through all this now, spirit animal. Who do you think, I, what, what spirit animal do you think my spirit animal would be? What do you think? Give it to me. Oh, I'm trying to think. It's like a phoenix or something like that. <laughs> They're not a real animal. <laughs> I know, but I like spirit. I'm thinking, like, let's go big. But uh, I don't know. Um, all right, I'll say dragon. There you go. I'll just Dragon? <laughs> I'll give you a <laughs> <one> dragon. <laughs> not the, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. You, you, I don't know. Peacock? Like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? I got no clue. <laughs> You know, or a horse or a lioness or a <laughs> eagle or something like that. You know what it was? What was it? A bloody rabbit. <laughs> a rabbit. And I had it as clear as day and showed it to the buddy who was working with. I'm going, a rabbit? What am I a rabbit for? But when it was actually explained, it made a lot of sense because a rabbit works in the above ground and the underground. Uh, gotcha. So the known and the unknown, mm -hmm. very creative, yep. very productive, you know, fertile with energy and all that kind of stuff. So I go, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll accept a rabbit. <laughs> well, the reason I thought dragon is because one fire, energy, like soaring, flying, like um, yeah. that sort well, of Well, the rabbit is the connection between the worlds, basically. Mm. Makes a lot of sense now that you've explained it. I, yes, can say that, a rabbit. <laughs> I can say that I had some different questions here, but like those questions suck compared to where this conversation <laughs> went. So, because we, one thing that we did in the coaching space, so, and if I can share, we, um, I looked at the way the coaching framework's taught, and it's not about the tools, but models and things like that. And I thought, you know what, like there's our results, even organically, were like one in 100 just doing surveys and stuff. And I thought, there's a shitload of stuff missing here. Um, a shitload of framework and all that sort of stuff. And um, even, and I was going to ask you about insurance and the importance of it because I'm reading and all that sort of stuff. And I don't, I'd love to get you back on to talk about protection, that sort of stuff. But I think that's, I really resonated with the stuff you said about insurance, protection, having the right cover, because a lot of the stuff the selling coaches out there, you, you wouldn't get covered for anything. Well, you can't rely on insurance either. You know, yeah. you've got to have a, a structure around everything. There's, oh, there's exactly right. And, that, that's getting the logistics of stuff, yeah. Yep. That's, that's what my accountancy hat back on, yeah. Yep, awesome. No, I just really resonate with the fact that you're actually having those conversations and 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 bringing up awareness in people. Um, well, if people want to know more about that, um, yeah, the next couple of weeks I've got a, a full one day's training on a Saturday. Um, I start at uh, 9.30, um, Sydney time, which is 8.30 my time. Uh, yep. It goes. It's full full days training on all sorts of stuff, asset protection, on um, business planning, on the economy, all sorts of stuff. So it's all for free, um, and I'm running it for another couple of weeks, and then it'll be finished. So if they couldn't want yeah, to jump on there. Um, so please give yourself a massive, massive plug. I could talk to you for hours, but let's like, please, I've got to respect your time. Uh, please give yourself a massive plug. Tell everyone, I, there's on your website. There's just Look, where do they need to go? To I've find got it? heaps of free stuff. Um, you can go to iloverealestate.tv. Uh, there's heaps and heaps of free stuff on there. There's lots of blogs. There's lots of videos. There's lots of all sorts of stuff. I'm on Spotify and I'm on iTunes with podcasts. Um, there's probably more on my website realistically than there is on the podcast. 
um, but uh, there's lots of stuff there for you to, to, to dive into, which is all for free. Um, and if you want to take it further, there's an opportunity to do that as well. Awesome. Right, and the other question I want to ask, have you got any live gigs coming up, workshops, three-day things? You've mentioned boot camp a couple of times. Like yeah, I actually do. I've got a big three-day boot camp, which is this is the first one we've done in a year that's actually going to be face-to-face. -face. So um, we live stream them as well. So this particular one's going to be in Brisbane. Um, we are limited in numbers uh, with that, but we are doing them live and we're doing uh, live streaming. So uh, no matter where you are around the world, you can actually jump onto the live stream. They're full on days, like they are, they are chockers and you, your head will spin. But the follow on from that is, is all of the structure, the professionals, the, um, the coaching, everything else that flows on from that to help you through okay, how do I navigate all of this? What is my plan? What is my business plan? What should I do next? You know, what's my next move? That kind of stuff. And what date's that? Um, that will be the 13th, 14th and 15th of March. 15th of March. They'd have to, that's for members, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, jump on one of the Saturdays before then and yep. you can hear me talk about all sorts of stuff, including that. Awesome. Did no wow, this is, Great connected conversation. I love how you have done everything along your values, community connection, teaching, education. Um, and it is, it comes from within. It is who you are. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that. Um, wow. And I love the way I just, yeah. I, so, I'm going <laughs> to. I got you speechless. Hey? I got you speechless. Not many people have got me speechless. <laughs> a lot of people are like, Trent, would you shut up? But um, I'm going to, as we start to expand, as we start to grow, and I, seriously, I'd love to catch up with your coffee if you can fit me in one time. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to get you back on here at a later date whenever we can, whenever you like, and talk more about logistics or more about Wayne Dyer. Like, let's talk about Wayne Dyer. So, yeah, but, no, I just want to thank you very much for jumping on today and being so generous with your time. Um, and everyone's listening, please, if you go and check out I Love Real Estate Facebook, go and check out um, Dipna Boholt, your own personal business page, real estate, do whatever it is. Um, and thank you so much for jumping on. That was awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, Trent. Bye to everybody. Mm, see you.